This episode of Five Year Mission, the podcast, is brought to you by Fansets, your home for all things pop culture pin related. Head over to fansets.com and see all that they have to offer. And also stay tuned at the end of the episode for a very special offer from us here at Five Year Mission. I've, I watched it twice. I watched it last night, then I watched it again when I got off of work. I, I watched it when I woke up today. I'm already like on season, like the end of season five of my DS9 rewatch anyway, so I just watched this episode. Your re 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 rewatch. Yeah, I mean, how can you not? It's so great. I watched it for the second time last night. Ever. Okay. Oh, ever. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. It, uh, it's enough, really. <laughs> I actually forgot about watching it until just now when you asked if we did our homework. I was going to watch it today, but I, I've been so busy. I you'll you'll remember enough of it as we're talking. Yeah, I, I, I know the episode. Yeah. All I, all I know is that for the cover art, I want Pat's head uh, photoshopped onto Worf as he's holding up the gold bikini briefs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so not on Jed Zia when she reveals her bathing suit? That's <laughs> right. Uh, right. I, I think that would be a, a better choice. That's true. <laughs> Maybe we could do like a combo. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that works. <laughs> Maybe we could do a a, a Fark Patrick combo. Yeah. Ooh. Which you could be Worf telling me on the most beautiful thing he's ever seen. I think me on Worf's body makes more sense than. Yeah, it's very similar anyway, proportionate wise. You yeah, know? yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be funnier having Pat's head on Jan Zia's body in that weird swimsuit. <laughs> Showing all that she spots. wears the entire time she's there. By the way, yeah, you know, nothing like getting a UTI when you're on vacation in your brothel planet. Like, <laughs> save it for the show. <laughs> okay, sorry. By now you figured out that this is a five-year mission podcast. Welcome to Five Year Mission, the podcast, the only podcast hosted by a band called Five Year Mission. I am your host back again. Don't call it a comeback. I've been doing this for years. Is that how it went? Uh, yeah. LL Cool J said that? Yeah. All right. Did that, would that go with podcasting as well? I don't think so. Just, I'm, sure, I'm sure LL Cool uh, J has been on a podcast. Probably. Well, move on. Ladies, <laughs> l- ladies, ladies love podcasts. Um, yeah. Well... To my to my left, you're nothing since you can't see us. Uh, is Mike Rittenhouse? What up? Uh, quit hogging the mic, Mike. Uh, <laughs> across to my left, uh, in person, even though he's got an ouchy back, Chris Spurgeon. Hello. I'm not giving you massages like you requested, though. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring I any kind that. of lube. Wait. <clears throat> Cut that. Moving on. Don't. Uh, and our a returning guest, uh, he's going to be hosting our show on September 10th, our 12-year anniversary show. Please welcome back to the show, in person this time, Mr. Patrick Murray. How's it going? I'm really admiring this comic book about Anakin Skywalker. It's called Something is Killing Children. <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely be Anakin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's him. Yeah, it's just love. Is, is, it, is, like, is it just like an autobiography? It's for Padme, you know. 
it's a it, it's a whole like tr- it's a whole true crime comic book series. Yeah, based on the early life of Darth Vader. There's gonna be a lot of a lot of plucked banjos and violins in the background. I, I thought that would be relatable content for you know the Star Trek podcast. And it takes place in space. <laughs> it's got star in it. It's it's all relative. It's fine. I'm sure we'll see a crossover at some point as soon as you know George Lucas comes off of some of that Star Wars money. He's like, you know what? Let's throw Star Trek a bone. George Lucas has nothing to do with Star Wars yeah, anymore. It's just like I don't know. What you mean. He's a, he's a co- consultant at best. Yeah. Well, well I mean, sorry, he, George. He he, he has a, listening. He has a ranch dedicated to it. I think your your biggest chance would be if J.J. Abrams gets some kind of hair up his ass. Yeah. And then combines them because yeah. he's done both. Because he does both. He's, he's, he's over both of them right now. I didn't know what kind of hair you were talking about. Wild like, hair. Okay, why? Okay, that makes all the difference in the world. Regular uh, hair, you're, uh, not, you're not getting a crossover. Wild one? A mild hair. Then you're just getting like a Star Wars Babylon 5 crossover. Uh, <laughs> I would prefer that. <laughs> all right, all right, well. Hey, let's get down to brass tacks here. Uh... As you know, whenever we have comedian comedians on, comedians. we always com- comedians. <laughs> all mush mouthed. Um, whenever we have comedians on, we always like to do an episode. Patrick, you may remember from his last appearance, is already a Trekkie, and uh, you're on. Uh, how many rewatches is this of Deep Space Nine you're on oh, right now? No, I don't know. Fifty thousand. <laughs> it's my comfort food. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I I go back and like normally I'm like a I have to watch a series beginning to end. Deep Space Nine is one of the only series out of all the Star Treks so I can go in and watch a random episode and I'm fine with it. I just like watching Cisco's haircuts evolve as things get crazier. You know? Oh yeah, he, but he yeah. ages like a president through this whole Dominion War. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I've I've always said that DC Nine gets truly good once Cisco loses the hair and grows the goatee. Yeah, it just switches parts of his face. Yeah, it's it's the opposite for me. Uh, D Space Nine is the one that I have to watch beginning to end, and the other ones are the ones I can just jump in anywhere. Really? Yeah, I have to watch it beginning to end too. I have to I have to grow with these people. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Now, in your opinion, I I want to I want to get your opinion here. Out of all of Star Trek, who has the best character build, like beginning to end? Like Quark. F- Quark? Really? Yeah, for sure. I'm going to say you're wrong, though. I mean, you can <laughs> be wrong when you say that. Oh, definitely not, because it's, it's always going to be Nog. Oh. Eh. Damar. Damar. <laughs> but you don't see him as much as Nog. I mean, with Nog, if you you first time we see him, he's like getting into trouble on uh, like on the promenade, and then you see a flash forward and he's captain. Yeah. Also, he's hanging out with uh, weird crooners okay, in the hollow okay. suite, <laughs> recovering. Uh, okay, but you know, we literally saw Kirk being born, and then we saw him die as an admiral. That's the biggest arc. Well, he didn't evolve that much. No. No. Yeah, but Cork made a lot of profit. True. <laughs> it's all it's all about the the Latinum, baby. I wouldn't say Quark evolved that much either. I, I just think he like morally got better as a person. Even even with the cross dressing episode? I think that was pr- the pinnacle pr- profit moment. Profit and lace. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm really glad that I didn't the pick that one. <laughs> I thought about picking that one and I was just like, I don't well, I don't have What about Wesley? He went from being the little 
little, 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 little boy on. For, for those of you who couldn't see, Chris wiggled his fingers and made like a wrinkly nose. <laughs> I don't know what that motion was. He was the the little you know the little know it all on the on the Enterprise, and then he, now he's a traveler. Yeah, yeah so now he's an, now he's an omnipotent being. He evolved quite quite a bit. True. You know, he had his he had his rebellious phase. Grew out of that. Yeah, but in I an mean, episode. Like, Quark gave his employees raises. <laughs> Only after a mass protest. Well, you know. He did it better than what most Ferengi would have done. That's true. I feel like we're digressing. We are very much digressing. Uh, but tonight we are going to uh, cover the episode Pat picked. It was actually his first pick. He sent me a couple others, but I was like, nope, we're going with the first one. Nope. Uh, season 5, episode 9, He Who Is Without Sin. I thought it was episode 7. I believe it's 9. Let me double check. Oh boy, so I'm accurate at least. Did you say welcome to Five Year Mission the podcast? I yeah. did. It was just like I did the half long an hour ago though. I know. So I, forgot. I you forgot. <laughs> it's only we've only been recording for 13 minutes total, and a lot of that was. It just feels a lot crap. longer. <laughs> it definitely feels longer. He's ready to go home. <laughs> just look, got here. Look, Chris. The rest of us came to play. Season <laughs> five, yeah, episode right. seven. Yeah. Sorry. I was wrong. I've watched yeah. this a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes, you have. So he who's he who is without sin. I always want to say he hath who without sin. I don't know why. It makes zero sense. But yeah, the one where uh, Jadzia and Worf and uh, Lita and Quark and Bashir. Bashir all go to Risa. Yeah. And a little mini January 6th trial run happens. Yeah, and Worf is just being a... Big baby the whole time. Commander Poopy Pants yeah. <laughs> doesn't want to do anything fun. No, like ever. I he's even lamer on Risa than Picard was. Like Picard went to Risa to just read. Like I just want to read my book. Physical books. But he went by <laughs> himself, right? Yeah, yeah, at least, right. Yeah. At least Worf went him... with his, with Jadzia. Yeah. But but he wanted to talk the at, whole time. At, at least <laughs> we at need least to Picard talk. We have a lot his, to talk about. His sex robe, you know. Worf is like, I'm going to wear my uniform the whole time. Well, it's designed for comfort, as he lo- loves to keep pointing out. It was yeah. sure. God, a disappointing episode <laughs> in lots of ways. Yeah. It had its moments. We got a, we got a nice little Vanessa Williams cameo as the yeah. as the I guess coordinator on Risa, or at least that part of Risa. She's yeah. like a Risa. She she seemed like a Risa ambassador or something. The, the, the woman who killed Curzon with her. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sick. I had completely forgotten about that. <laughs> Death, death by Jamaharan. Yeah, I was, I was like, like oh, "Whoa, he's so good! It's killing yeah, off Trill." No kidding. That dude fought with Klingons. <laughs> yeah, side by side, and he was like honored amongst Klingons, and then he was like, "No, nope, I'm gonna get to death." And I was like, "She's not a throat doctor; she's a throat mortician." At this point. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. So uh th- they get on the runabout, they go down to the planet and uh they find out that there's this, uh, basically insurrectionists like religious extremists that are like yeah. you guys have become too weak and too soft and you know conservative bootstrap group that's on Risa and they're like how dare you have fun when war exists. <laughs> they they want to make Risa great again. <laughs> They were they call themselves uh, originalists or something, don't yeah. they? Yeah, S- something to that effect. It's it it is very topical. Of yeah, the, I know of the day. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that was like in, back in the days of like, uh, well, a little past the days of like the PMRC, but it was still when a lot of like the like religious right were, you know, like Oral Roberts and Pat Robertson, lots of Robert names. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. I don't know if it's like a prerequisite that they have to have like oh. a Rob in your name. All the people Frank Zappa made songs about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you f***ing wook. Um, Wooks don't like Frank Zappa. Okay? Really? Yeah. I figured that'd be right up, not, right up a hit. Not enough, not enough noodles that don't go anywhere, you know? <laughs> not enough 20-minute solos. All his music is has a point to it, you know. And well, with kids with names like Dweezil and Moon Unit. Yeah, you know, for think... a guy who didn't do drugs, he sure fit the part. <laughs> Speaking of fitting the part, they want to go swimming, and then uh, Jad Zia's all, "Hey, Worf, why don't you go put on your put on your bathing suit?" I want his weird gold lame boxer brief things. <laughs> The worst bathing suit I've ever seen. It looks like it's made out of fanny pack material. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then my my favorite thought that I had was like, now that Discovery made it canon that Klingons have, have two penises, I was like, how exactly are two penises fitting in that? I say the same thing about Jadzia. I think that's a that would that would have to be a retcon situation. Yeah, I mean, unless he's hanging them out at either side. Yeah. It's Riza. Anything goes. Yeah. That's true. I mean, they did. They did go skinny dipping at the very end. They did. That is why Jadzia is in the infirmary all the time, though. That's right. Yeah, I loved at the beginning of the episode, <laughs> Odo and Cisco were like giving Jadzia crap about how many pulled muscles is it this time. Yeah. yeah. And then Worf comes time. over and they're like, I got some place to be. I'll see <laughs> you later. <laughs> because. Well, Worf comes up, he's like, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, that's all he says. I don't want to go to Ryza. We have a lot to discuss. Oh, I want to be boring and angry yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, he was just a jealous little baby throughout this entire episode. Yeah. Like, I don't, I like. And all we, up in everybody's business. He yeah. saw Bashir yeah. and Lita were like, you know, with other people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're dishonoring yourselves. And yeah. Like, shut up, Worf. Yeah, dude. All because, like. He got a little overzealous during a soccer game when he was thirteen. Like get over right, <laughs> like I, I, before rewatching past, yeah. this episode, I had completely forgot about that story. Him killing a kid during a soccer game when he was a kid. Yeah. I was like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. It was a wide swing. Yeah. yeah, like this is his, this is his pain, and so he has to control everything in his life, including his girlfriend. It's a bunch of small children yelling outside the door. <laughs> I don't so, know if that's th- them wanting in or they're just very excited Batman's in the window. <laughs> you should mic them too. You could probably make a couple bucks. Open the door. Open up the door. Yeah, let's yeah. make some sales. Oh, <laughs> kids, quarter books. Beg your dad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> They're now banging on the, door, on the window. The this, door's locked, right? This is your Helm's Deep, dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> go over there and go up there and tell those damn just, kids to get off your sidewalk. Just throw a bunch of quarter books out in the street and close the door. <laughs> just throw them out in the middle of the street. The kids, not the comic books. Um, where, where were we? 
soccer game. Worf being a wet noodle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Worf is just so mad that people are having fun that he decides to be an eco terrorist against a Federation planet while wearing a Starfleet uniform, right. and then just goes back to his post without any trial. And I'm right? just like, dude, you're worse than the Maquis right now. I mean, at least they're not in Federation territory. This whole episode makes zero sense. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like the originalists have their little rally, their little yeah. MAGA rally. And they're like, they're like, yeah, you people are sinners and you're soft. And what are you going to do? Who's going to protect you? You going to come run into Starfleet? Mm, and you, what if the Borg were here? What if the Klingons were here? It's like it, the they escalation. They crashed a brunch with like unloaded weapons, <laughs> right? And they're just like, everyone just like let them go. Like, what are you doing? And we're like, well, everybody gets to have fun their own way. And I was just like, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, maybe let's discuss this. Yeah. Well, they go from speeches to, you know, trashing the brunch yeah. to, hey, let's let's ruin the, the let's let's mess with the weather to, hey, let's destroy. Let's just like <laughs> let's turn on the lightning and kill everybody. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was like a it was like a little dr- January 6th dry run. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was fuck it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. And then they were like, uh, and then Jad Zia's like, I should bring you up on charges. And the guy's like, good luck with that. The Risons aren't going to press any charges. Yeah, it's like, a Federation planet, dum-dum. Yeah. <laughs> She's a Starfleet officer. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he's, and then like Worf's like, well, they, they, that's a pretty good idea. You should read their pamphlets that they come in these individual electronic tablets. <laughs> that they're just giving away. Yeah. yeah. They got, they got that, they got that free iPad. tablet money. Yeah, everyone gets an iPad, you know. <laughs> Stop having fun. <laughs> oh my god. And then just it keeps on going with the we need to talk and Worf's all jealous and yeah. all about Captain Bo having lunch with Captain Bodet is what it all stems oh, from. Oh yeah, the dude with the invisible head. <laughs> the trans translucent skull. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think that's the second time yeah. Bodet brought it because because Kira was like, Are you gonna go see Captain Bodet? Yeah. Like a, like about like a season ago or something. Here it was like gross. I only like to have sex with religious figures. <laughs> right. <laughs> if he's not a priest, he's not for me. Did <laughs> so good it makes you believe in God. I mean, even or, Odo is technically or, or a religious Dominion figure. God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Man, she really does have a type. Yeah. Did, yeah. I never put two and two together with the Odo thing. Yeah. Because he was worshipped too. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, Kira's got a kink. Yeah, a really weird one. Man, it's like the it's it's it's, it's like all the it's like all the women that are really into firefighters. The occupation really messed her up, dude. <laughs> there was what Sh- Shakar, Barail. Mm-hmm. Yep. I swear there was like one other one. I. Mm. There was some weird between her and Kai Win. I think there was some weird sexual tension there too. You know, like <laughs> and herself. I just wanted her, to see Yeah. Oh yeah, oh. that's right. Man, Mira Kira. I I just fell in love. You know, <clears throat> I'm like I think this is a girl who could leave a bruise on me in bed. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> send you to sick bay with a pulled pulled neck muscle. They don't have sick bay in the mirror universe. <laughs> they're the they're more of like a like a rub some dirt on it universe. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> walk it off, you pussy universe. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Back to the mines. <laughs> I'm just realizing how many times I have to bleep out the word pussy in this episode. <laughs> you got your work cut out for you. <laughs> you. You might have to just submit it as. Uh, explicit explicit i think we had the same conversation the last time i was on the podcast <laughs> yeah i know i know uh, we we put a 
a warning on the last one. We've done it a couple times, I think. Yeah, yeah. The last one we did. Yeah, uh, uh, you might say that <clears throat> O'Brien is a god of engineering, and she also carried his baby. Yeah. I mean, there, 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 there is now a golden statue that exists of O'Brien, so yeah. that's a false god right there. Hmm. Go for the gold, the golden calf of engineering. I, I wouldn't say he's a false god. But, okay, <laughs> Dude is true. pretty good at his job. You know? I mean, he did. He he was basically crucified. With how many hours was he in? Yeah, the, uh, that weird prison. The weird prison thing that made it seem like thirty years or something. Uh, it was like thirty years. Yeah. yeah, but but he was only in there for really for like 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 twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question. Since I I have watched the entirety of Deep Space Nine mm-hmm. once, and right. I've seen a couple episodes here and there, and I've seen I've seen all the Star Treks. So I've mm. seen War of Plenty. Yeah. Because it's. I am have never been a particular fan of Worf. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, was this particularly out of character? A lot of the stuff that he was doing, or was it yes. just yeah? Okay, very. I kind of wondered he, that because I, dude, dude I was, he was the head of security of the Federation flagship, and then just did eco terrorism against a Federation <laughs> planet because yeah. he was just like annoyed with fun. Like, this <laughs> it, yeah, okay. So it didn't make any sense. No. no. Okay. No. Okay. I just wanted to verify that because. I feel like it, it, it did track a little bit with his relationship with Jadzia because he was always kind of protective and jealous and weird mm-hmm. when it came to her. Yeah, but I just this was it just felt like this, such this a stretch. The most extreme that he gets. I mean, Worf is you know war. I mean, he comes from a warlike people and mm. and that. But but he was but raised it, on Earth. Yeah, he was yeah. raised by. A, by an by, old couple, yeah, yeah. and it's well, like an old Russian couple. Yeah. Yeah. And these yeah. fascists come along, and he's like, "Rah rah," you know. I, I'm with you. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I was really. I mean, I didn't. I thought the episode was pretty stupid. <laughs> but, super dumb. It's super dumb. But that part, especially. I mean, the other parts are silly, but not particularly out of character. And mm-hmm. I think that if they had done it. I like the idea of these nut jobs coming in and saying, you know, you should, since, you know, you shouldn't, we shouldn't have this pleasure planet because it dulls the pain of what's out there and right. reality. Yeah. And, and I, I get that because that's where we live. Right. Mm-hmm. But this one character that we are used to seeing as fairly loyal, mm, very, I mean, very to Starfleet. a fault, yeah. very Starfleet. And all of a sudden he is, he's, he, <laughs> I mean, it just, I'm just sitting there like, what is happening? I don't like Worf really that much anyway, but I, it made me as like a second tier character on TNG as usually as like a comedy relief. Whenever there's a Worf episode, it's just like audible groan. You know, I mean, I just, he walks in on Jed. They never know what to do with him playing with a mud pile with her previous yeah. I was trying to figure out if it was like a weird statue of a sheepdog or something. Just, it was like, it was just clay. Weird. It was, it was a ghost moment. With her previous yeah. lover slash murderer. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it's more, you know, manslaughter, not so much murder. Mm, yeah, true. Involuntary manslaughter. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it was... Uh, it was. It kind of tracked, though. I would say it was probably voluntary. Oh, most likely <laughs> for him. Curzon, <laughs> yeah. Curzon, yeah. yeah. I but I think Worf's thing. I think they needed a way to like escalate it, and so he was like, he was like, oh, I'm gonna come to this planet. And I'm gonna be a party pooper, and then he's <laughs> yeah. like, oh hey, fellow party poopers, let me come and join join your party. Yeah. 
but non-party. You know what they needed to do? Like parties. They needed someone who whose character, by definition, is du- duplicitous. So mm-hmm. you know, like a quark. He was there. Yeah, he was there for pleasure, but. You know, somebody like that, somebody who it's believable that, you know, you wiggle some money in front of his face and he's like, yeah, give me or, you know, just somebody <laughs> that doesn't waver. Their loyalty doesn't waver. Yeah. In five seconds, you mm-hmm. know, just because he's upset because his girlfriend is <laughs> because she's pe- having fun. Play. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it did take like half, half of the episode for Worf to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in in show, it was like one day. Yeah. Yeah. Not even. You know, yeah. he was if even that, yeah. He didn't give it a chance. Yeah. Know? Oh, not at all. Like, enjoy the hookers, dude. Like, have fun. <laughs> you know what? And and the thing is, he w- <laughs> he was committing to it so hard that when they actually went to confront when he, you know, had his change of heart and they actually went to confront him, I'm thinking, is Worf just gonna let this go? Yeah, and he kind of did. He's yeah. he's like you know finger wagging, and that's about it. Well, like, to be fair, he did he did wind up throwing the dude across the room, but only after the dude punched s- him in the punched face. him in the face. Yeah, it was he was <laughs> the guy was right in his face. Yeah. Which another thing. Oh my god! It's like, what move. did he think he was gonna do? <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah. Exactly. He's a Klingon, dude. It was. Oh my god. Yeah. Why would you get in a Klingon's face like that? Yeah. That's just silly. I mean, he he knows all about the Klingon race, obviously, because he used them as an example of somebody yeah. that could be attacking them at yeah. any moment. And then yeah. he punch one in the face like an absolute psycho. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And that's another thing I notice where he he used the Klingons as an example, you know, along with the Borg, with the Borg yeah. that could attack him at any moment. I'm like, wait a minute, aren't the Klingons like friends at this point? More yeah. or less? More or less, I mean, yeah. they're not going to suddenly racist. attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy was obviously a racist anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was a lot of cysts. Cork was my favorite in that episode. He beams down with all those statues, like a junkie walking into disc replay <laughs> with all his Funko Pops, you know? Like, <laughs> sweating it up, you know? Oh, he was he was having a ball. I got to get it, baby. Get, touch my lobes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he got a lot of pleasure out of uh, the the ultimate breakup between, you know, the whole Bashir oh, the, and Lita was just yeah. so, you know, this was the process and, and they're getting over each other and, and doing this thing. And then she says one cross thing. It wasn't even a cross thing. It was like truth. And he's like, what? Yeah. And Cork's like, oh, yes, here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let, let the fireworks begin. So that was that. Everything outside of the main story was the most entertaining part of the episode. Oh yeah, the yeah. The, the, the the B story was way better than the A story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I would have been more interested to have the Lolita and Bashir thing be the be the A story. Eh, I thought that was kind of throwaway. Quark is much more fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, he was more involved in that storyline anyway. How are there people that just don't like? If if Risa was a thing, mm-hmm. I would move there immediately. Yeah. Like what? Like, 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 get get me a job as a cabana boy. I'll just live for like room and board. Dude, whatever, man. I'm playing Grateful Dead songs and an acoustic guitar on the beach, dude. I'll make my money. Like, <laughs> Cra- smuggling, smuggling cocaine and say, in, in, like, inside the Horgon statues. I don't even think you'd have to smuggle it. It's ricin, dude. I'm sure the replicators will make it for you. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a part of the planet that that grows it. We yeah. probably have better, you know, yeah. non-addictive oh, yeah. space drugs than that. 
What was that? It was in one of the Cheech and Chong movies. Space Ghost. Wasn't that one of the Cheech and Chong movies? Uh, it might have been. I thought Come you on, said, Pat. wasn't that in one of the Tron movies? I'm like, I don't think so. It was one of the Tron movies. Space Coke Cheech and Tron, Tron in now? Space, dude. That'd be pretty crazy. <laughs> Video game Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Digicoke. Atari Coke. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm actually kind of surprised that never happened. <laughs> it was the 80s, after all. Yeah, it's true. Instead of an 8-ball, it's an 8-bit. <laughs> oh. Mike! Man, where's the, where's the drum kit when we need it? <laughs> That's your that's your second out, but you're still here. Well, I have to hit the stop. He doesn't when you're done. ever yeah, okay, leave really. when we I'm de- done. We, we definitely couldn't figure that out. Finish your little podcast, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I need to close up here, house, and go home. You already closed once to go next next door and have a drink. Add a burrito, not a drink. That's, that's basically a drink for you. That's a, that, that that that's your drug of choice. You call me fat? No. You think they have Subway on Riza? No. No, it, it's, a, it's a pleasure planet. Chipotle. Yeah, they they, they probably they, they probably sit, sit, still have Quiznos. They have it on the sh- they, they have it on the shame planet. They is got where, Jersey Mike's. You know, I bet though there are subways in uh, the Federation. They're all owned by Ferengi. Oh, absolutely, no question. Very little overhead. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was pointing out today how, how disappointed they were that, that we never got like Gilbert Gottfried as, as like a fer- Ferengi psychiatrist. Oh my gosh, that would have been nuts. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. He would have been. Pre- imagine, imagine Wallace Shawn, the Grand Nagus. Yeah, the Grand Nagus. Imagine the Grand Nagus, played by Wallace Shawn, going to a psychiatrist played by Gilbert Gottfried. I like Mike's reaction to this. The closed eyes, sh- silently shaking his head. Well, at least it wasn't your reaction that with Wesley with the weird little... I don't know what I was doing there. <laughs> I was trying to summon up the words and... Don't know what this yes, is. I was, I was signing to myself. So, so Chris would prefer if this episode were the Captain's Holiday starring Quark. So you lost me now. <laughs> you lost me. <laughs> Captain's Holiday is the episode where... Picard goes Picard to the Riser. Oh yeah, it's yeah. All about him and like the where he meets Vash and they, you know, the there's that Ferengi. Sure, and, sure. You know, so you would rather have like a Quark episode like that than a. I would take the than episode a, than, a, than a wet noodle <laughs> weather dominator episode. <laughs> wet <Yeah>. noodle <laughs> weather <laughs> dominator. The, the, That's my stripper name. The uh, <laughs> the, the whole. And I I feel like it's not originalist wasn't what they called themselves, but it was something like that. Yeah. And I feel like that storyline was fine. Just the way they handled it with Worf was ridiculous. Because, yeah, so, I mean, he's supposed to be so full of honor and duty and duty. loyal star- duty. Uh, and loyal to Starfleet and everything. But he's just like, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm joining up with the bad guys we you know should be fighting. He's literally attacking a Federation planet as a Starfleet officer and nobody gave a shit. Like, no, and he was in full uniform. Nobody prosecuted him. Like, if they had look, made him... Uh, all cops are innocent. Yeah, except the one that joined the Maquis is sitting Asai. in a Federation prison Asai. now. <laughs> Just like the Barry. Asai. All cops are innocent. You know, oh my God. It's full of antioxidants and corruption. <laughs> you know, if they had had, you know, if, if they hadn't had Worf go full on. MAGA. Yeah, full on MAGA. Yeah. And they had had him kind of. He was upset with Jadzia. It also would have been nice if he wasn't such a party pooper. Mm. But if they were having this altercation and there was also this other thing going on and he kind of felt this 
poll based on what he was thinking, but not like full on committing. That may have, I mean, he, he literally gave them the means to turn off the weather yeah. on Riza, which is so dumb. <laughs> Super dumb. So, so dumb. If, so if they dumb. had, like, if he had been looking at that from the outside and thinking, you know what, they had, they, you know, when he gave her the pam- pamphlet or whatever, you know, he was kind of thinking about it. That was one thing. But then if he had seen things happening and that had kind of, then he was kind of pulled and, you know, giving it a little drama without making it so absurd, then I think that could have worked. But I think the way they did it was just, did I say stupid already? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And he, he let them keep the technology and then yeah. they were like, cool. You hang on to this. Yeah, I'm sure they time. won't do anything bad with this. Yeah. <laughs> Earthquake time. And the, the, the blue guy was like trying to like talk a, to talk Fullerton out the of the guy it. with the seam down his face yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. just like just like the barber Bo- on the enterprise Bo- blue butt <laughs> that face. same bullion Bo- bullion right. yeah oh it's it's also the essentialist not the original essentialist that's it that's yeah right. that was close but yeah the 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 bullion was like trying to talk Fullerton the the head of the essentialist like out of like he was like he was like turn it up and get the fault lines going they rock all these buildings to the ground and the bullion's just like mm, we're in one of these buildings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he like, started to panic a little. We're going to get killed, too, yeah. if all these things crumble to the ground. What if we don't cause a seismic cataclysm? You know, like... <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> I think what we've done so far is not so good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what? We just made everybody a little wet, but like they were already pretty wet anyway. Like... Well, I mean, there's a, there's 178 words for rain on Ferenginar. And... That's true. Yeah. But not a single word for crisp. <laughs> he did say that. Yes. But... <laughs> I always love finding out the weird stuff about for the Ferengi language and the rules of acquisition and stuff because you don't hear about it nearly enough. Yeah, I tell you what, don't quote the rules of acquisition in bed. <laughs> or you could just add in bed like a full fortune cookie thing at the end of each rule. Yeah, for sure. It's a real turn on. <laughs> once you have your money, or once you have their money, never give it back. In, in bed. bed. Wow, I'm glad we went there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. There's a rule of acquisition. I know what it war thanks. war is profitable in bed. Peace is profitable in bed. In bed. Never wear your socks in the shower in bed. Exactly. I think we Shut up, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've ridden this donkey far enough. <laughs> so and then they just the craziest part about that is that there was zero consequences. For, for for the essentialists, there were and they, we never found out what exactly happened to them. There wasn't even like an aside, like, "Well, glad we sent them away on that on that prison ship." See, I like to think nothing. I like to think that the essentialists flew away on a little ship because they were scared of the rain, and as they were flying away, the quote unquote weak risins threw a laser right up, you know, the tailpipe and. Threw a laser up their tailpipe. Well, you know, probably it probably would have been more of a photon torpedo, but y- <laughs> you get the idea. Sounds like a sex move. I love how when they were taking the runabout to Riza, and Quark was in the bridge, and Worf just tries to turn the ship around because he was just <laughs> annoyed by Quark. <laughs> he, he was like, hey, you kids, don't make me turn this runabout around. He started yeah. the episode, Grumpy Dad. Yeah, angry vacation dad. Yeah, I love how literally on the runabout he he like actually told Bashir not to hug him. Don't hug me. Yeah, yeah. and Bashir's like, don't worry. Or before they left, wasn't when, gonna. 
before they left when Jezia said, me and Benjamin used to have a whole lot of fun on Risa, and I thought Worf was about to get a court-martial. <laughs> yeah, he gets the side-eye for sure. Yeah. There was about to, about to be some battery on that planet. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah, he was... I'd kind of like to see Cisco put Worf down. Oh, he absolutely would. He punched I mean, he's, Q he's, in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no other captain can say that. Just, and you as know, long as there's not a soccer ball involved, he'll be fine. <laughs> now, Worf would never do it, but I could, you know, he just walks up on Cisco and takes a swing, and Cisco just, you know, judos him to the floor. Yeah, throws a blue barrel at him. That would be <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate defense against Worf. Just so you know, the re- the rest, you know, the rest of the time that no one messes with Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> never. He'll jazz your ass to the floor. Yeah, absolutely. Every day. Because he's jazzy. Okay, a funny thing that I just jazzy. read on Memory Alpha for the pr- part of the production is that uh, they had a lot of production problems. Uh, one of which being, I've never heard this before, Terry Farrell can't be out in direct sunlight for very long. Because <laughs> she's a vampire. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know that? Oh, and I, and also I didn't realize that 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 uh, that, uh, that R- Rene Abergenois directed this episode. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah. So, the, so, so, the, so wherever, the, whenever they were shooting out on a beach or something, they had to have a tent directly off camera so she could run underneath it for a while. How strange. So strange. I, uh, I love at the very beginning of the episode. It's just Morn giving a flower to a Starfleet <laughs> officer, some old lady, <laughs> and she's super pumped. And there's just nothing else about it ever again. And then they walk off arm in arm. Yeah, I it's was like, like, "What is going on here? Is Morn picking up chicks? Starfleet, the, and, 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 like in yeah. in the replimat? It was a weird. It was a weird moment. I yeah, I thought that was strange. That whole opening with like Odo and Cisco just like gossiping." was the weirdest thing it's like this seems a little out of character yeah. for everybody in the episode like yeah. outside of like i don't work. know i could totally see odo and cisco chilling just you know shooting it i think an intern <laughs> wrote this episode <laughs> are they still set on naming the baby sean it means swamp and bajoran <laughs> yeah. that was a classic line yeah from now on anybody that comes to our shows named sean that that introduces themselves <laughs> as like, you know that means you know that means swamp and bajoran also we should ask from the stage hey th- anybody out there named sean i thought well, this just so you know after the baby was born too maybe not season five is a long one it's, it's, a, it's a pretty good slog. <laughs> Season five takes forever. Yeah. I'm literally I at the tail end of it, and it's just all running together. Is Trials and Tribulations in season five? I, it's either the end of season four or season five, yeah. Okay. It's like episode like six of season five, I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this happened before all that, when Jadzia was having fun. Ugh. How dare she? Yeah, I know. It's like don't don't have fun. No, you're supposed to be honorable to me, not having lunch with translucent scold captains. Yeah. How dare you? If you were a Klingon woman, we'd already be married. I love her like comeback. Like I've spent more time with Klingons than you have. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude. Like, got her. I want to see a show that's just about. Curzon, my God, that guy was a nutcase. Yeah. Just out there throwing dong and <laughs> going on weird albino Klingon hunts. <laughs> yeah, like I actually am amazed that we never got like a flashback episode based on Curzon. Yeah, the the best you get is when Odo is like, 
channeling oh, embodies him. Yeah. yeah. During like the, the the whole ritual where Jadzia has to meet all of her former hosts, but yeah. they have to embody someone. Yeah. And they just get anybody that's on on the station to like and volunteer. Then, like, and then like doesn't like Curzon want to stay in Odo or something? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to leave. So can we talk about again, I don't know if this is out of character for Worf or not. <laughs> But can we yes, talk about how misogynistic he is in this episode? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't he t- he essentially tells her that the woman's place is at home. Yeah. You need to be cooking my sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, essentially like, worms like a like, like a Quiznos. Yeah. Because even in even in this episode in the environment of this episode, the mm. it just is just thematically is Really weird. He's just very because the, all the of a sudden, looking for is cringy. It's yeah, very yeah. cringy. Yeah, cringy is is a good because it basically establishes this attitude for Worf that he is like that, which yeah. I don't think we'd ever seen before. Eastern European parents, dude. What are you gonna do? It is creepy. Yeah, and and if if you're talking about just strictly Klingons, that's not really the way most Klingons are. No. No. Mm-mm. No, they, they they like honor their yeah their, their wife. Klingon yeah, women yeah, are yeah. very powerful. Yeah. Well, we we saw that with a with uh, yeah, with at, Martok. Look, Martok's wife. Look at yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah so, she's, she's not cooking no f-ing sandwiches. No. Yeah. So no. Like we can go back to it's yeah it's it was just <laughs> really a situation. Um, it's a, it was uncomfortable. Uh, you can always tell how pissed off Worf is based on how large of a size of prune juice he orders. He was getting <laughs> prune juice. getting extra large the whole episode. Extra large. And then they were still bringing a medium. So I was like, good lord. Like, no wonder this dude is mad. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to have regular bowel movements. <laughs> it's a warrior's drink because you got to be regular in order to go kick some ass. Yeah, no kidding. <coughs> well, I'd be irregular too if my butthole was so t- tight yeah and i had all that shit crammed up in well, that just didn't work did it no <laughs> what was it maybe a laser beam up, up the tailpipe <laughs> i mean he's got a stick up his ass yeah, laser beam up the sure. tailpipe it's not, he's got a it's bat a laser beam he's got a bat lift up there, there yeah get it right. Low, lower your aft shield i'm about to throw a photon torpedo <laughs> up your tailpipe <laughs> 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 this episode's getting real blue. Yeah, it was blue a long time ago. <laughs> I think this. I think <laughs> this definitely. See it turn blue pretty quick. I think uh, this is definitely getting really the explicit did. tag. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not cutting out any of this weird. <laughs> is it because he does the editing? Is that why you're not? No, I'm. I'm, do, I'm doing the editing uh, on this one. He, he gets to edit this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there there will be that, parts that, that are cut out, but I, I'm not going through them. Cut beating. out because he's the one that has to do it. This yeah. will be this one will be full of regret, is what it'll be full of. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, did I say that? Hey man, at least it's not Space Abraham Lincoln, you know. <laughs> uh, we we talked about that in the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Last episode with you, and then it was also discussed on the episode that got released on was it Monday? Yeah. 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 They because they uh, the last episode of this podcast. Uh, it was the two of them hosting, and they were bringing up fighting, like characters fighting. Star Trek Deathmatch. Like yeah. Star, yeah, Star Trek, Trek Deathmatch. Death oh, my god! And it was Abraham Lincoln versus <laughs> yeah, who? One of Claire's Worf. choices was Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln against Worf. Against Worf, that's <laughs> on, right. On uh, on the Saratoga at Wolf, Wolf 359. That's right. It was no contest. Yeah, well, obviously, Abraham Lincoln's going to win. Yeah, he's going to win that for sure. <laughs> I, I don't think that's what was decided. No, he's, Worf won. He can just emancipate himself. 
with a proclamation. But it's not really Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, it's fake. It's, it's an fake. alien entity posing as Abraham Lincoln. It's yeah, it's a, Lincoln. Big, it's a big steamy poop monster. Just let me yeah. believe. Yeah, I forgot what we'd, we'd done Savage Curtain. With, yeah. That was the episode, yeah. Oh, yep. I, how could I forget? Uh, man. <laughs> it's burned into my brain. <laughs> you just can't get away from that episode, Chris. I can't. Nope. I, it's always... Did you, did you end up writing that song? I did. Yep. <laughs> Sweet. I did. It's and, good. And I, I fixed it. <laughs> the the episode has one redeeming quality now. It's my song. <laughs> Which is the way I like to I like to look at this band. We can take like the stinker episodes and like make a good song out of them at least. You don't need prune juice for Savage Curtain. It's all diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. God. Those writers ate at Subway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what See, that's the part that I'm gonna listen to and I'm be like, wow, why'd I uh, say that? <laughs> right on. It's right about the time that my dealer gets off work. <laughs> my hug dealer okay hug dealer yes come on oh. this is a family friendly podcast trust me we're gonna, super family we're gonna friendly switch this gears one. here <laughs> speaking of you and your dealer uh you're hosting our anniversary show across the street at radio radio and uh from the time of this recording a week and a half week and a half yeah yeah at so, the release of this recording if andy puts it out on time oh it'll be on that's right be this weekend this That's coming right. weekend, yeah. September 10th. September 10th. Sweet, yeah. sweet. And what's great is that uh, this episode that we covered tonight uh, ties in with uh, our special guest that's opening the show. Uh, Pat's hosting. Going to do some sets in between. Yeah, little skits. <laughs> little skits. It's all going to be improv. It's going to be no, all, it's not. all I crowd have, work. I, uh, I, I have some integrity, so it's not going to be improv. <laughs> But this episode... Actually, we made him sign a contract not to do improv. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Which Just, just you, to be clear, the stuff you've been doing tonight, is that improv or did you... Come like, in prepared material. Well, I, it's improv. That's why it hasn't been that great. <laughs> 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 I had some notes I wrote and I definitely used all those. So all those bangers are gone. You know? <laughs> I think I had something Oh, wait. About, so you used all your good stuff already? Yeah, yeah. I, oh. I, think, I, I think I had something I haven't used yet about how the, the statues are like Rice's sex Funko Pops, but... No, you said. No, that. you did. No, that I one. did say that. Okay, yeah. see, yeah. you know, like, I got the, the subway brain. So you September tenth. Yeah, and then this episode, uh, like I pointed out to Pat over Messenger last night, uh, works out well because our special guest Vess Ruthenberg, that's opening the show, his newest album is called "We Control the Weather." Mm-hmm. So look that up on Spotify. It's a great, great album. Uh, and Pat, are both of your albums still on Spotify or no? Because uh, I know that I know they swept the comedy stuff. Yeah, my my stuff is still on Spotify. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's is that's that's Patrick Murray though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the stuff that got swept off are people that, uh, you know, were uh, taken over by labels. You know, I don't have a label. Oh, nobody, yeah, nobody wants true. me. So <laughs> I'm independent. On tour records, might might be able to do something about that. We'll see. <laughs> Get a get get an hour together, you know. Yeah, uh, I got a couple. You got a couple hours. Yeah, there? you know, it's been eight years. You should have at least two hours of true something. True. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so you have any, do you have any dates coming up besides September tenth? Coming up at all? Nope. No. <laughs> nope. Hey, neither do we. So you know. Yeah, neither do we. If you guys, if you guys uh, have more than one anniversary show, you know. <laughs> Every show from now on, Pat's hosting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's uh, we, we, hard we got, out there for a pimp. True. We've been working on year five. We got a lot of work to do. We can't mm. be can't be gigging all the time. It's true. So, we gotta what, make we gotta make new songs. What happens after year five? Are you guys 
splitting up. You know, we're gonna sacrifice Mike out in the street here. It's true. It, it'll be very ritualistic. You want to see it? I mean, you could you 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 can host you can host that too if you want. Yeah, yeah. sweet. We could I've, use a little comedy in there. I, I've always wanted to host <laughs> an execution. You, you know? could just you could just roast him as he's getting ran over by cars out in the, out on Prospect. <laughs> you can roast him. We roast him. <gasps> yeah. Come to the roast roast. <laughs> the roast roast. I'm sorry that uh, you're getting executed. I'm used to it. <laughs> you're used to getting executed? It's more of an honorific. It's a real trill thing to say. <laughs> Wait, which meaning did you have that in? I'm used to being executed. No, yeah. the trill part. Like, which meaning of trill would, would that be? Oh, uh, like the, the Star Trek trail? one. I don't know. Okay. If you, I don't know if you know this is a Star Trek podcast. Well, sure I know, but I didn't know if you were just you play in a you play in a band that uh, might be like a little bit Star Trek themed. Not sure bit. if you're aware. <laughs> you know, I'm fully aware. Trust me, <laughs> very well aware. So you in that Star Wars band Trek? Oh yeah, that dude at Invibe, top, yeah. old Top Knot. <laughs> I always forget his name. I just call him Old Top Knot. <laughs> yeah, we got we got stopped. Uh, uh, what's his name that also books at the Hi-Fi? Why is his name escaped? Joe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he Joe, was. He, he was. He was like. He was like. Yeah, I don't really watch Star Wars, so I, I wouldn't. I, I like your band, but you know, I'm not really into Star Wars. And I was I, like, Trek. Yeah. So September 10th, Radio Radio here in beautiful Fountain Square. Pat Murray across from me is hosting the whole damn thing. Uh, do not talk during his comedy, otherwise he will roast the out of you. Maybe I don't know. We'll uh, find out. Can I wear my wizard hat? Of course you could wear. I would. I would prefer it if you wore your. I wizard think it's hat. kind of a prerequisite. Right on. Where, where is all this going down, Andy? I already said radio, radio. Did you? Yeah. I yeah. Didn't hear you say he it. did a few times. He said radio, radio, in beautiful here in beautiful Fountain Square. Uh, that time he just said in beautiful Fountain Square. Maybe Indianapolis. I think we've covered it now, though. No, I meant radio, radio. I just didn't hear you say. Well, it. now we've said it a million fucking times. Is it radio, radio. Where is yeah. that, Andy? Radio, radio. In the heart of beautiful Fountain Square. Radio, radio. But, but what is it? What is it by? What's it near? Oh, it's t- directly across from Hero House Comics, Fountain Square, Indiana. Your home like for ga- all things comic book related. <laughs> it's near there. Yeah. <laughs> I there don't know. Eleven Twelve Prospect Street. Eleven Twelve, right? Yeah. Okay. That's easy to remember. I, I love how I have. I just have the Hero House address memorized. <laughs> I've written it on so many envelopes. I. It's burned into my memory. Lower your aft shields. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You're about to get laser butted. <laughs> so in the show notes, I will include links to Pat's stuff on Spotify, and then also Vess Ruthenberg's album, We Control the Weather. All of us will be performing together September 10th, Radio Radio, Fountain Square, directly across the street, nearly across the street, uh, across the street and to the left of from Hero House Comics. Me and Fark are going to drink a bottle of SoCo. It's going to be gross. Ooh. <laughs> are we gonna, do we have a mixer? It. Nope. Dog, mm. Yes, Dr. Pepper. That's it. I've never had Dr. Pepper and SoCo. It's going to make you vomit. I guess we'll find out how well I play drums on Dr. Pepper and SoCo. If Keith Moon can do it on Animal Tranquilizer, you can do it on SoCo and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> like five-year mission and do you like getting exclusive content you should head over to patreon right now and visit five-year mission because we've got all the exclusive content that you're not getting on any other social media there's videos pictures sometimes we post news there before we post it anywhere else behind the scenes of us working on albums and podcasts and sometimes just pictures of us goofing off that we don't put anywhere else only on patreon 
and there are many options to choose from. You can be a lieutenant commander, you can be a captain, you can even be an admiral. Each of those comes with their own special perks. One of the perks of being an admiral is that you get to be a producer on this podcast. Currently, our producers are Carol Jones, Jen Tift, Helen Lake, Steve and Frankie Palopoli, Roxy and Becky, Debbie Ranky, Madison Rachel Jones, and Jim Morehouse. So what are you waiting for? Go to Patreon slash Five Year Mission right now. That's the number five year mission. And sign up. It's that easy. You guys know fan sets? I know I do. You know what else? I completely forgot to do the ad read thing that me and the rest of the band did and our guest Patrick Burry did. Uh, completely forgot to save that. So uh, here, here you have me babbling on for longer than expected. Uh, but check out the new releases from fan sets. You got the Women of Trek series continuing on with a glittery, very glittery Michael Burnham, including the Discovery. Um, you also have Jet Reno. Oh, Jet Reno. Tignataro, you are a damn treasure. Uh, you also have this strange new world deltas of all both in magnetic and pinback. Uh, head on over to fansets.com, fill up that card, get 10% off when you enter the code TREKGEEKS. That's all caps, one word, TREKGEEKS. Fansets, our pins have character. five-year mission and we will be the first thing that pops up if you would like to contact us you can email us at fiveyearmissionband at gmail.com you can also find us at fiveyearmission.net and make sure to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter five-year mission the podcast is a production of coconut media works executive producers bill smith and dan davidson for more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.